Sunny days. The prolific boys. The prolific meeting in the sunlight. Yeah, this has been a it's been a while. You can't hold us back from the mic. No, usually we have to do things under the cover of darkness. The podcasts so are going to uh, flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you wait. No, no, we're doing this. It's nice. Nice uh, sunny afternoon. Yeah. In fact, it's a little too sunny, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a little too sunny. <laughs> it's a little too sunny, but this is the only place we can do it right now because uh, you know, I need my power. I need my outlet. Absolutely true. Absolutely so we'll just have true. to deal with it. We'll see and by the it... power slash outlet, you're referring to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I need my source <laughs> of personal power and my outlet for hate speech. Yeah, which I feel like I'm being <laughs> accused of. What? By me? Uh, yeah. But well, you're like, Primarily. oh no, not a Justin episode. Well, I didn't know what that meant. Because they I said this was, they, someone in the comments was like, this is a Justin episode. And I was like, what the? Oh no, not another one. I didn't think the first one was hate speech. <laughs> listen, listen. What time will tell? Mm-hmm. People are getting canceled for a lot less right now. Oh, please cancel me. Please cancel him, folks. I will take whatever position you want me to. Why do you think we're gonna get canceled? I will bow we have a listenership down. of like. <laughs> I will bow down. Nothing. I will no. grovel. What I've what I've figured out is it's not worth canceling people unless they have quite a lot to lose. Well, and we saw that recently with you, you heard of uh, Central Park Karen, right? The woman she in Central have, Park. She didn't have a whole hell of a lot to lose. She had she? A, a job that paid, I think, $130,000 a year. Yeah, but in That's a pretty Central big Park, thing to that's lose. A, that's fucking... I'm sorry. No, middle there's class. no way you can that's convince me class. that is not a big thing to lose. She oh, lost, no, of course no, of course. She I, lost I, that and her dog. Because what well, I was wondering... it's a big thing to lose. Because I heard about that video, and I was like, oh, great, here's another one. Looked at it, and I was like, all right. I mean, it, it, <laughs> you know, it's definitely, definitely kind of odd, but... It's questionable. But also, well, it's more just like, I mean, the, it was funny, the fact that she said specifically African-American. She's like, I'm going to use your race against you, yeah. but I'm not going to say anything worse than that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say black because that's contentious now. So I'm going to say African-American, which is the designated thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what kind of made it funny while she's having some big fucking panic attack. Kind of threatening him racially with PC language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is partly why it became yeah. the, the sensation that it did. Because what I immediately wondered, though, was just like, okay, well, that's not... Compared to some of the shit that you see on, like, you know, the uh, public freakout subreddit or whatever, yeah. where you see people, that, and it was one, I think the same day that that came out, there was a woman in a drive through line and she was bitching that it was taking too long. And she was yelling at the staff and eventually dropped to dropped an n-bomb herself you know oh boy and soft day <laughs> no at first she denied that she said it uh-huh and then she was at the end she was like i apologize for the n-word i apologize for the n-word but come on i need my fucking hamburger like she's going fucking mental and i was Sends like well immediately <laughs> I, no as far as i know though nothing really came of that but i'm like okay so why why did they choose you know one person to completely fucking take down over another and then and i you think saw the video and you're like oh okay no, no, no. I think it's. I think it's kind of what you said. I think it's. It's more satisfying when there's someone who actually has something like a life to destroy, rather than some crazy person yelling in a yelling uh, in a drive-through well, line. You I know? also think it's. Um, it's a. It's. I, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to talk about all this because it's just been. It's been nothing but that oh, on damn, my social yeah, I'm media. Sick of it. What's interesting is I just saw the headline, but the guy. Uh, the bird watcher guy who called the who who took out his cell phone to begin yeah. with he i just saw the headline was his comment and it was something like i'm not excusing the racism 
But I don't know if she needed to have her life torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he, he said the, I don't know if it really solves the actual problem to do that. Yeah. Which is, I mean, kind of an easy stance to take once you've won as well. You can kind of take the high ground. I heard, I heard a good take on it, that it was a kind of funny, like, almost logical conclusion to, like, uh, tattletale culture. Yeah. Because it's one guy trying to tattle on her, and then she tries to tattle on him. Yeah. And- I, th- I think the the one thing that I would say about it, as far as the guy goes, oh, I'm sure he's a n- nice enough dude or whatever, but when he's referring to her as a Karen, I'm like, a bird watcher who starts getting really annoyed at someone who's got their dog off their leash and then filming them, yeah, that's a Karen too. You know? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, I've, I've heard that as well, yeah. It's a, oh, bat- people it's point a sort of out. battle of Karens, yeah. That's, yeah, and when yeah. you watch the exchange, it's... I mean, yeah, like you say, it's kind of the logical conclusion of the types of, especially in places like New York, where everyone's fucking neurotic, and yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you're gonna get. It's very <laughs> strange to me. Like, it's, I don't know, dude. Uh, it's a, I mean, I'm at a point where almost any story that comes out, I just can't take seriously on either side. I mean, I was watching that uh, that fucking Jeffrey Epstein documentary. You know, the one that's just been released on Netflix about a year after he died. So mm-hmm. that tells you how much thought and effort was put into it yeah but um so much of it obviously anyone's on this i'd be very surprised to find anyone who's on jeffrey epstein's side right (laughs) (laughs) no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on you're not on jeffrey epstein's side but because i hate the fucking style of netflix documentaries i hate the uh the way they kind of emphasize emotion over information yeah um that i found myself just by virtue of being contrarian, just being like, oh, well, this seems like bullshit or, oh, that seems, that seems fucking nonsense or whatever. And it's like, I'm fucking as I'm probably a bigger conspiracy. I I probably have more to say about some kind of conspiracy regarding Jeffrey Epstein than the documentary did. I mean, the documentary is toothless as fuck, but they, you know, they do, they get all of these women to recount in very graphic detail, their encounters with him as young girls Mm-hmm. And, you know, they underpin it with, underscore it with, you know, sad string music and ominous hero shots of the house and mm-hmm. things like that. And it honestly feels exploitative. Right. Does that make any sense? It feels like yes. it cheapens the actual, it's like we don't need to dramatize it. It's horrible enough. And honestly, because so many of them had exactly the same story, more or less, you know, we, well, I was a young girl and someone said I could make money giving this guy a massage. So I went there and then et cetera, et cetera. But the first whole first episode pretty much is just repeating those stories over and over again with, I mean, emotionally manipulative documentary tactics, which yeah. I feel really cheapens it. So it's at the point where I'm fucking folding my arms going like, oh, fucking bollocks, you know, which yeah. is not, I don't think, the reaction they wanted to get. <laughs> There's one th- Have you seen it yet? I, I would imagine not. No, I don't. It's watch, called Filthy I Rich. I don't watch anything. <laughs> no, yeah. fair enough. Uh, but this, you know, this will be like a minor Tiger King type splash, I guess. Yeah, and um, so we're getting in on the ground floor here. Yes. Uh, there's another thing they do, which I think is a bit cheeky. Is that almost any time, quite often they use uh, photos of Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine uh, Maxwell, his his kind of sidekick. Um, when they don't have any footage. So there's, you know, zoom in on a photo of them. Mm-hmm. And any possible time they can, it's a photo of them where Donald Trump's in it as well. And they don't mention <laughs> they don't mention anything because as far as I know, there's not that much uh, there's not that much linking Donald Trump to their crimes. 
right. or being involved in any way in those. I believe Donald Trump is not on the flight logs. I don't know. Uh, certainly, time. they haven't mentioned it in the documentary yet. And if there was evidence for that, I'm sure that would have been the first thing they mentioned. Bill Clinton and um, Matt Groening are. That's the thing. So I yeah. know that there are other people, other pretty high-profile figures, and Prince Andrew as well. Mm-hmm. I've only watched two episodes of the documentary so far, and there are four. Oh, so it's a series it of may, fucking course. They always are, you know, because yeah. they waste so much time by yeah. <laughs> doing the same thing over and over Doing again. reenactments. Yeah, I mean, yeah so... Uh, that was the thing that bothered me. I mean, I'm no fucking Trump supporter, and I'd be delighted to find out that there was something that could, you know, <laughs> take him down. Yeah. But as far as I know, there isn't that much linking him to anything nefarious that Jeffrey Epstein did. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein knew a ton of people. It doesn't mean that all of them were involved in what he was up to. Right. Uh, but I do know that there are other people who have far more solid links to actually going to his island and having mm-hmm. having a bit too much fun with people who are a bit too young, right? Right. Uh, Prince Andrew is another one uh, from mm-hmm. from England. Uh, so for them to constantly, without saying anything, kind of, I mean, it's it's an old technique, juxtaposition, right? It's like by juxtaposing them enough, you're putting in you're putting the idea in people's head that oh, Donald Trump was involved, even though there might not be that much actually linking yeah. him to it. Which I just think is fucking cheeky. I mean, I, I was watching my wife and we were laughing at that every time. It should be a drinking game watching that documentary. Every time they randomly show a photo of Jelaine Maxwell and then like pan over to Donald Trump and, <laughs> and uh, at some points I was thinking they were going to start photoshopping him into the background of other photos they had of him you know, well, like, they do him like, as if he's been there throughout they do the his face. Thing. they do his face like Pazuzu yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no some other photo they keep going back to which has like a big window in the background I was joking that why didn't they just photoshop Donald Trump behind that window peering in as if he was the overlord because that's definitely I mean it's transparent as shit that's definitely yeah. what they're trying to get you to think um so i thought that was fucking i mean there were loads of things that were laying there's also there's definitely seemed to be some people who were trying to score settle a little bit people who knew him in the past when he was like a financial guy you know who are now coming out and being like well i never liked him i always I, knew i always knew he was a wrong and um yeah like that kind of thing and some of those people have been <laughs> accused of their own crime usually financial crimes but yeah. it definitely seems like they're trying to exonerate them themselves in the public eye and they're using yeah. the document and the documentary is completely uncynical about anyone they're interviewing so long as they basically say Jeffrey Epstein is a bad guy. Which um, he is. Which he is, but it's lazy journalism anyway to, to not take any kind of, you know. But uh, the, the, uh, this one guy, I can't remember exactly who he was. He wasn't one of the Bear Stearns guys, but some other guy that Jeffrey Epstein had financial dealings with in in the past for some reason, has decided to only... He never says he when he's referring to Jeffrey Epstein. He always says Jeffrey Epstein. Right. So you have ridiculous sentences where he's like, so Jeffrey Epstein said this about this guy, and Jeffrey Epstein would do this, and Jeffrey Epstein... Sentences where he says the word, the ter- two, yeah. the full name uh, two or three times no in pronouns. one sentence, yeah. and I think that when he got you know sat down with a document with the uh, documentary crew that he said, I don't even refer to him as a man anymore. He is an entity, a monster, and they're Wait, like, are you "Okay, That's, that was his rationale." That's my guess. Oh, okay. I thought he was saying he, that was because he has like a wee smirk whenever he does it, no matter how oh, ridiculous it yeah. sounds. So you know, kind of the same way that Pendula has we'll his fucking like Harvard cock Harvard. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this exactly guy has got thinking. his thing, but they didn't include that in the documentary. So instead, you just get these weird run-on sentences where he's like, "And Jeffrey Epstein went to Jeffrey Epstein's house." 
And uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein pulled out one of Jeffrey Epstein's beers and banged one of Jeffrey Epstein's prostitutes that Jeffrey Epstein had acquired. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, well, if you haven't seen it, there's not much help, not much point in going into the rest of it. But it's a poor document. Netflix are bad at documentaries. I know it's not the same people who make them, but. For whatever reason, something about a documentary that's being made for Netflix will always have exactly the same problems. They for yeah, they tend to greenlight a certain type of exploitative, trashy documentary, misery porn type things. Misery Honestly, porn, is what I would... misery porn, and like self righteousness porn and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, definitely um, the uh, what's the one I saw that was not good. The cats. Oh, don't fuck with cats. Yeah, yeah. Appalling. And it's very similar. I'm not sure actually who made the Jeffrey Epstein one. I'm not sure if there's any connections there except for Netflix. But they're very similar in their kind of presentation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, They've chosen some heroes, and then they've chosen a bad guy who you're just going to see photos of, you know, all the time. And they always choose the photos of him where he looks the most like (laughs) kind of menacing. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's one where he looks like. Something out of Sesame Street. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the anyway. Epstein, that's Jeffrey there's Epstein, the Epstein riff, boys. <laughs> but done. despite all of that, I've decided. <laughs> I've decided that Jeffrey Epstein probably wasn't a very nice guy. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not the best. Seems like the type of. Uh, I'll say, uh, hey guys, I'll say this. I think Jeffrey Epstein was a Karen. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Extreme Karening. Yeah. 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 Karen is a funny new word that's been, I mean, it's not really well, new. It's completely ubiquitous because it's used for almost anything that you don't like. That's why I've uh, said it. Like right wing yeah. people use it to describe a certain type of perhaps, you know, slightly manic leftist. And then left pe- left wing people use it to describe kind of t- curtain twitching right wingers you yeah. know yeah so i don't really know what it means uh, but uh, actually that being said though i do get it it doesn't mean do anything get- <laughs> except that uh let's be honest it's uh it's one for the boys that's one for the boys i feel like because karen is oh, no they got a francis too the francis is the male equivalent ah but bullshit i know it hasn't caught on exactly much, yeah. it's a way for society <laughs> to ex- to express their latent distaste for most women <laughs> That's why it's so malleable. It's a it's a uh, socially accepted way for society to do that. Well, speaking of uh, latent distaste for women, oh yeah, I uh, I found something the other day, an artifact online, which I would say is probably the. It's a shame Mugtow aren't around to to see it <laughs> because it's probably the closest I found to a genuine article where yeah. which completely exemplifies everything that they talk about. And uh it's this um you know tiny homes, you know this whole fucking Oh yes, trend. it's all over Pinterest and Instagram and things yeah, like this. That's it's like we just wanted to make our living situation more sustainable. It's that's yeah. a, it started out as being I think, at least under the pretense of being a genuine environmental movement, and also kind of like a prepper move, a little bit. Like we want to, we want to get off the, we want to get off the grid, and we don't want to pay property tax and all of that. It's also a little, uh, it's a little. I mean, it's a confluence of a lot of things that I think make it appealing. It's minimalism. Mm -hmm. So, like your Marie Kondo stuff, that's where the Pinterest people come in. It is a little preppery because it's not just about environmental sustainability, which is another thing that gets in there, but it's also about complete self-sufficiency yeah uh, and in that way it's a little it's a little like walled in like henry david thoreau-esque where it's like 
this guy would go out and pretend to just, you know, live at this pond, but really he was in his rich parents' backyard. Right. And so that's what you tend to find. And and then of course they're also yeah. just like architecture nerds and real estate nerds. They're kind of they're usually yeah. cool modern looking houses. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that started to become more uh more popular now is basically condensing a really nice apartment into a Yeah. quote unquote tiny home and usually they're on huge uh I mean that's the funniest thing is quite often they're on like sixteen acre properties yeah. and they have this tiny. So like, there's no need for it to be that we just, small. We just wanted to get off the grid, so we yeah. uh, we decided to build this tiny house in well, our sixteen doing acre a, property. You're doing it in a uh, in an Australian accent, which is quite funny because the video that I found is from I guess there's a New Zealand YouTube channel that uh, goes around doing kind of like mm-hmm. uh, cribs of tiny homes. Yeah. And uh, they went to, I think it's, I think it's New South Wales. This, I think it's Australia. What What's odd though is this must be a UK or UK adjacent thing because I remember that I think where it first came to my attention was on that stupid uh, Richard Iowate like tech show that he had for a minute there, where oh, it was right. just Richard Iowate shows you paid for products. Uh-huh. And he like he have like a celebrity friend like Jimmy Carr or Noel uh, Gallagher. Uh, no, <laughs> no, uh, Noel Field- <laughs> Noel Gallagher. That would be a cool. So Richard is going. Wow, look at this invention! Isn't that cool? What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, exactly. I think it would be easier to rape in it. <laughs> yeah, correct. That's right. exactly right. Fair <laughs> enough. Awkward. Uh, what about you, Noel Fielding? <laughs> well, well, can you put a uh, can you put like a magic maybe a unicorn in it? It would be kind of weird. And the unicorn's going, oh, it's like a squirrel, and he's like <laughs> fathoming wildly at, 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 at his dreams inside this home. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah, you yeah, summed up that show. Like basically, living in a boot. <laughs> Imagine living in a boot. You do pretty good. And you're in a boot, and it goes, oh, and the boot goes, oh, Mr. Boot. Yeah, you're not bad, dude. That's pretty good. (laughs) Does the boot rape anyone? (laughs) If you can't see me, I'm shrugging my shoulders. I have have a bit of a question. Um, Does this boot do rape? Does this boot do a rape? (laughs) Talk about, you get raped in a- Does this boot avoid its tax? You get raped in a boot, unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) Getting raped in a boot. That would be awful. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, you basically, yeah, you're summing up the the whole show that I saw right there. But it must be a UK or Australian adjacent Man, show. I heard a lot about it. Uh, first of all, in America, in like New York, you get people who turn their apartments like they had ridiculously small apartments that they kind of redesigned to make them livable. I mean, quote unquote livable, you know, show offable. Yeah. And um, then you'd hear about other people doing it in. Texas and places like mm. that. And it kind of became a thing, but often in those early days when you'd see them, it'd be like, yep, here's my toilet. It's a bucket under yeah. <laughs> under my bed that I occasionally shit into and yeah. I'll, I'll throw it out whenever no one's around, you know, but uh, it's slowly become more of a, I guess, you know, uh, middle class or upper middle class. People have kind of capitalized on it and realized that it's good Pinterest bait or Instagram bait. So then you have people like the ones that I saw in Australia who... At least it certainly seems like the inspiration was entirely Instagram based. Okay, so to it's an eighteen minute video, so we're not gonna go through the whole thing here, right? But basically it's this bloke and his girlfriend and she he's like a bald, short bloke, kind of diminutive and softly spoken, he's got a beard. Mm-hmm. And she's like a blonde, young uh, college student. I think she says that she's getting a bachelor's in indigenous studies. And oh, uh, cool. <laughs> she's got, you know, like dreadlocks up in a bun and shit like that. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Okay. And he's uh, and big glasses. And 
it seems very much like actually it doesn't seem it's pretty much said explicitly that she on his on their first date started harassing him about tiny houses and how cool they were and he happened to own a kitchen and bathroom remodeling business so he had the experience oh no and it seems like she basically got him to make build this tiny house for them and he fucking hates it and he fucking <laughs> hates it he is my feet are dead <laughs> he is dead behind the eyes and not only that when he first came he's, he's also got I think it's a birthmark but it looks like he's got a black eye yeah it looks like he's being fucking like he's being pressured by her uh, do you mind if I play some bits from it yeah please do hang on I, I marked some bits that I thought were especially yeah illustrative please do my point once I go ahead and get it out okay so um I mean, if you want to, just to show Max, I'll put a link to this video in, but if I want to show Max what they look like, there's a girl who's very, very pleased with herself, and then a guy who's slightly fucking dead behind the eyes the entire time. Yeah, he's bald. He's like wax bald, and he's got a beard. He's got a beard. He's probably into craft beer. And, oh, yeah. You know, he's that, he wor- he works that out type too. of dude. I'm sure he works out a little he's bit. He's got lean muscle. But anyway, uh, so here's the bit. I've marked this bit where they kind of explain how they came up with the idea to do it. So okay. let me know what you think of this. What was it that actually inspired you to build a tiny house on wheels? That was me. <laughs> I've been obsessed for a while, watching reality TV shows about tiny houses, Googling them, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, you know, looking them up. Sort of wanted to build one or at least buy one at some stage, and then I met Matt, so now I have one. So we met online. It was one evening at the pub with my best friend and she wanted to play with my phone and my online dating apps and she's not even pause she's not even gonna admit to being on tinder she's like my friend did it yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) she's i would have never swiped right on him but uh my friend was playing on my phone yeah that's that's, don't care for the bolds i haven't been on tinder in fucking forever you know but yeah i definitely remember that being oh my friend got me to sign up for it yeah Uh, yeah. you know that's why i I just i just swipe four thousand times a day but it's not because i'm on here but also another thing she very casually just drops is like so i always wanted one i saw reality tv shows about them and uh then i met matt now I have one. Maybe she was watching Jimmy she- Carr. <laughs> no, but she didn't mention at any point, you know, then yeah. I, you know, I talked to, it's just, I met him, then I had one. <laughs> right. It just showed up. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. You guys know how when you get married, the government gifts you a tiny house? Yeah, you get one. <laughs> no, no. You find out, I mean, obviously I'm not going to yeah. play the whole thing, but you find out that everything was his idea and his doing. Right. And well, it, it was his doing if it wasn't his idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to here. And it sort of sparked from there. We had a date at a very seedy pub. Yep, that was her idea. Yep. Um, I needed a getaway plan, you see. Yeah. Yep, just in case. Talking shit about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she really just wouldn't shut up about these tiny houses, and I really hadn't seen much about them, <laughs> but she's showing me all these Instagram accounts and... I sort of didn't really think much of it at the time, but she she kept on about it. So, yeah, once I looked into it, it seemed achievable, you know, and I do like a challenge. So I thought, give it a go. What's the worst that can happen, you know? Throw a bunch of stuff out. Yeah, so I guess I convinced you to build a tiny house. Who built me a tiny house, actually? Yeah. What? Full full disclosure. I even gave him some time to bail out and I was laying in bed and I said are you sure you want to do this are you absolutely positive you want to do this after the trailer was bought yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Can you just see how every time she tries to be like, oh, and obviously I gave you the option. He's like, yeah, after I'd already bought it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is, uh, it's a real visual element too. I mean, the, I think yeah, after the trailer was bought is great, but he is looking at the camera like help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not even like Blink help, twice. Like, yeah, first of all, you were uh, almost downplaying it when you said it looked like you had a black eye. It looks like someone cut part of his flesh off. It the looks like of his he's eye. been wet in the fucking eye. I think yeah. it has a birthmark. So yeah, yeah fair I think enough, it is too. Yeah, it does add to the overall humor of this, the idea of this girl just completely owning him and the abject like, <laughs> misery. He hates it. They're She's like, poning him, dude. Throughout, like it's, yeah, throughout the whole video, that like this is, I think, his excuse. You know, now that he's uh, getting a some kind of a national audience he's like well now i can like just drop subtle hints that i'm not fucking happy here and like <laughs> help me get out because she's uh it's fucking great Hashtag i mean tag save the australian guy Foundation. it goes it goes through the whole thing there's a bit where he there's the only bit where he seems slightly happy is uh is the he's talking about his cats he has he's had these two cats since he was uh young he's called them part of his family he's really happy talking about them oh, yeah. and he's created a whole um he's created a whole uh kind of like run for them out back so they have a cat flap that they can go out and uh, play in the backyard while they're Aww. safe. You know, really, really nice. And he's really happy about that. A little bit later, she just goes, yeah, and there's the uh, cat flap where those those suckers can come in if they want, wake us up at four in the morning. <laughs> she fucking hates them. And those like, cats' days are numbered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, right? Uh, there's also another bit. There's a bit where like I think the one thing that he won at when designing the house, the one thing that he got his way was that she wanted to have a compostable toilet and he wanted to have a septic tank so you could flush it. Yeah. And there was like... What's some, a compostable toilet? I'm not even sure, but I would imagine it's where you basically shit into something and then go and burn it. You take it out and burn it. Oh, that's horrendous. That's what I would imagine. Okay. Um, also, maybe it makes it easier to uh, run away with the with the tiny house when the divorce happens. <laughs> Deplummet. Um uh, but that's the only thing he won at, and she's bitter about it. And you yeah. can kind of tell. But you have to go watch the whole video to see all of that. Let's just skip towards the. So this the house is on end. wheels. It's on wheels, so technically okay. they. Could so it's a move really, it. really nice mobile home. It's really nice. Yeah. I and mean, if you look at it, like let me let yeah. me just scan to the inside. Like they got two floors in there. They got a bedroom up there. It's very like modern. I mean, basically, what it is is this guy. A little bit later, he says. He, he points out that he used to live in a nice house, mm-hmm. a nice, normal, big house. <laughs> and what he's clearly tried to do is put as much as possible of that into this tiny right. home as he can, which isn't really the idea of tiny homes. The idea of them is that you're meant to be really efficient with your space and uh, yeah. not rely on kind of luxury, right? So, But he's clearly done as much as he possibly can. Yeah, to- he's maximizing <laughs> the space. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's this bit here, right? Uh, this, this, this is this is fucking nice. It is I'm nice. He built this. Yeah, no, he's yeah. fucking impressive, dude. Yeah. Like, and people in the comments, we'll get to the comments later. I've saved <laughs> okay. a few of them. Uh, people are pointing out how fucking good a job wait. it is, yeah. and she's just kind of bitching about not having a compostable toilet and having a cat <laughs> flap. Uh, but listen to this bit because I think you can just hear in his voice where he really stands on this. Listen. Now you've been living in the tiny house for four months. Is the home living up to your expectations? Absolutely. <laughs> I came from a small house, so it was the transition was pretty easy for me, coming from a bigger house. Yeah, it did take me some convincing to sort of wrap my head around the idea at first, but I can genuinely say I don't miss anything from my uh, large, normal house. 
designing it and building it together was a fun thing to do as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we learned uh, a lot about each other in yeah. that process. So, yeah. We did. <laughs> I can honestly say I don't miss anything about my big normal house, my, my normal life. When hopes were, he literally he throws in on the top of his mobile home. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. No, he throws in this fucking sigh, this longing yeah. sigh. I don't miss anything about my big. Normal house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but, th- but this is where you really get to the bottom of it, right? This is right towards the end. This is the closing off. I, I fucking applaud whoever edited this for the channel mm-hmm. because it would be maybe it wouldn't be so easy to get around all the awkwardness of it. Yeah, but they kept it all in, knowing that it probably doesn't show the ideal tiny home life. Yeah, uh, they kept it in probably. If I know editors, they found it fucking funny as well. Oh, sure. <laughs> Watching all this raw footage of this poor fucking bastard. All right. Uh, yeah. Check this bit out at the end. So the tiny house is pretty much a dream come true now. <laughs> I'm going to find something else to want. It's a dream um, come true for you. Yeah. It's an achievement for me. Yeah. <laughs> we love the space. We've only been here a couple months, four months, but we're making it ours. Now, I think it's starting to feel like home. Yeah, it's actually been really nice just being able to be in the space, finally finishing the space off, and yeah, I can't really imagine wanting any more house. No more house. This is it. This is all you need. (laughs) This is all we're getting. Every fucking possible opportunity is throwing in something that lets yeah. you know that he this fucking it. hates it. He fucking it. hates it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, can't imagine ever having a hope or a dream again. I mean, I'm just so, uh, I want for nothing because I am nothing. Well, I mean, let's ignore the fact that she said, maybe jokingly, but said, well, now I just have to find something else that I want. And he, yeah. and then, then she says, yeah, it really is a dream come true. And he's sitting on this couch looking off into the distance and yeah. goes, it's a dream for you. <laughs> it's an achievement for me. Like, for him, I think he's just proud that he did it. It's an achievement in <laughs> endurance. <Yeah. laughs> Mental fortitude. I mean, you know, he's a kitchen and uh, bathroom remodeler, yeah. guys. So for him, it's like, yeah, I'm proud of that achievement. Yeah. I don't want to fucking live here with you. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, there he is. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, you couldn't script it more perfectly if it was like a sketch, you know? Like, she's like, this is all we need. He's like, it's all we're getting. <laughs> this is all we're getting. Oh, it's fucking perfect. I mean, again, you have to watch the whole video to really uh, to really get the essence oh, of just good. how miserable this fucking guy is. Wow. But I've um, taken the liberty of uh, getting some screenshots of the YouTube comments because that's apparently a popular thing that we do is look at YouTube comments. Yeah, it's a classic. And this is from Darkover. It says, But they're all night. Very fair sound, smiley face. They live judge. This is crazy. I love room. I am lazy boy and love fast food. But they haven't Starbucks, KFC, McDonald's, Burger King. Very boring lifestyle. And they live just two person. Always see wife. OMG, very bad. <laughs> let's, let's read that in full. But they're all night. Very first sound. 
smiley face. They live judged. This is crazy. I love rum. I am lazy boy and love fast food. But they haven't Starbucks, KFC, McDonald's, Burger King. Very boring lifestyle. And they live just two person. Always see wife. OMG, very bad. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. They haven't KFC, Starbucks, or McDonald's. Oh, no, no. Or Burger King. Uh, they right, haven't is a funny phrase. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't McDonald's. They haven't a McDonald's. They haven't Burger King. <laughs> All right, uh, this one's good. Lovely home, mate. Blink twice if you're being held against your will. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs> uh, then we got. Um, the lit stairs are actually a great idea. He can run away in the middle of the night without waking her up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is someone who quoted a part of the video. Her, this is all we need. Him, this is all we get. Big emojis. Run away, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else says, my God, that man is traumatized. I hope he's okay. <laughs> and then Shiboto says, the best things in his life are his cats and the toilet. <laughs> Probably true. Well, yeah, he won the he won the flushable toilet. It's the only two things he's won. <laughs> Clear Adventures says he painted the house black to match his soul after she tore it out of him and threw it into the abyss. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Holy shit! Jesus says spectacular house. The guy would be happier just living with his two cats, though. True. Andrea Sue says I'm so concerned about this guy. He seems really sad, and I encourage you to find someone better for you. Beautiful house. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm gonna put a they're link to this him, video. They're giving all, him all the this comments. encouragement. Yeah, almost all the comments, except for a couple, are just saying. Even if they do say "cool house," they're always adding, "get out of there, <laughs> get out of there, mate. You're not happy." Ken Roberts, where's the storage space for his balls when he decides to put them back <laughs> on again? <laughs> oh, Ken. <laughs> Okay. Sin Man, best designed and built tiny house I have seen. Well done, Matt. I hope you're able to escape this extremely toxic relationship. Save yourself, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, I like the ones that kind of slip in there. Yeah. But best designed and built tiny house I've ever seen. Well done, Matt. I hope you're able to fucking escape it. <laughs> uh, there was one. Nah, there were a few others that I obviously yeah. didn't screenshot. I thought there were more, but go on this fucking video. All yeah. the comments. Almost all of them, I would say 95% of the comments are just talking about their relationship. They're unanimous. <laughs> They're unanimous. I mean, yeah, if you watch the whole thing, you would see it. I noticed it instantly. I was like, Jesus, man, this guy is not happy. And he's letting us know. I'm sure he got fucking punished for that. No, I'll bet you, I'll bet you he's like, honey, it's the editing. They just—they only took all the takes where I looked genuine. <laughs> they didn't see yeah, the one where I the was bits. tap dancing. <laughs> well, someone—I remember someone in the comments said, "You guys shouldn't judge their relationship. You know nothing about it. In fact, if you watch, she actually touches him every time he walks past on the back. That means she loves him." And uh, I think someone responded to that quite rightly. Actually, no, that seems more like a control move, <laughs> like a kind of power move, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's like training him hey, like I'm a here. dolphin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Contact training. <laughs> anyway, I fucking love that. I love it when I find genuine articles like that, which are almost as funny, if not funnier than anything a sketch could do, you know, as a result of it. The thing is, is that, like, I don't know, though, I empathize with them because it is it is uh, difficult to make decisions as a as a couple. I mean, know? they're in lockdown now. Can you fucking imagine? I mean, yeah, well, they can't even the get woods. out. No, but I think they live fairly close to maybe Sydney or something yeah. like that. And uh, now he can't even do that. So it's just like, all right, 
on me while she's uh, she's reading about her indigenous studies, and I have to be quiet because <laughs> there's another bit where she mentions something. Sometimes I have to put the noise canceling headphones on because uh, yeah, he's watching the TV. Trying to do my studies. He uh, won't shut his fucking mouth. It's like, yeah, well, you live really close together. You live really close <laughs> together by your design. Pretty and compact space you got there. And also, who fucking built the house? It really does. <laughs> it does feel a bit like uh, he, she's she's going to... Well, never mind. Now she'll level up. It feels, because, it feels a bit well, like... Well, uh, I will say this much. Yeah. There is a bit... They have this interview in there. It's a very traditionally kind of attractive Australian guy. Yeah. You know, he's got the surfer hair and everything. Yeah. And he men- he's mentioning about the height of the ceilings at the top. And he yeah. goes, well, I'm six foot four. And, uh, you know, I can fit in here. You see like a fucking little twinkle in Australians her eye. Australians are such bastards. No, no, no. You see a little twinkle in her eye because yeah. her, her boyfriend, I don't think they're married. I think there's boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's, yeah. he's about her height. He's not very tall. Yeah. And, you know, there's a little. He's like, yeah, you know, me, I, I, you um, know, I can barely fit in a tiny. It's good for you. It's good for you and a man of that of that stature. No, but man, me I mean, personally, I can't really get in. My flowing locks won't even get in the door. <laughs> I relate to them. I've been in. Uh, well, luckily, I haven't been in relationships that bad. But I've definitely known people who've been in relationships that bad on both sides of the spectrum too. But where they're in with someone, where they think they have to keep pleasing them, even if yeah. their demands are really ridiculous, yeah. or else they're going to leave them, yeah. or else they're going to escape yeah and so they do it it's almost like a very poor control move <laughs> to like oh i'll just give you everything and then you have no reason to escape but it, it obviously doesn't work out then you end up like this fucking guy with a black eye fucking <laughs> bemoaning his lack yeah. of his I, lack of a life anymore i mean it's hard to uh it's hard to make decisions as a couple and especially when you're on camera you know what i mean because it's like how do we present to the outside world as a couple which brings me to I was now's my at, chance for help. I was looking, yeah, <laughs> I was looking at an article today, um, and it reminded me so much of something you said on a previous episode, talking about YouTubers uh-huh. and YouTube couples who uh, maybe have children for the clout. Did did that ever go into the podcast, or it might have been a long bit that I cut out? I think it. Well, there was definitely you've definitely talked against YouTubers before. Well, what you're referring to, if I didn't put it in, I'll just a very brief yeah. summary was that yeah. I did editing for a casting, uh, a kind of pitch. So yeah. I did basically casting real edits for uh, a show about uh, that was basically going to pitch YouTube families against one another in a kind of competition format, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I had to do was edit down these interviews with these YouTube families via Skype into a kind of presentable. Sizzle reel, right? Mm-hmm. And two of them, there were about five, and they were all horrible in their own way, but two of them specifically said that they were planning on having more babies because pregnancy announcement videos, pregnancy videos in general, and certainly birthing videos and newborn videos get a lot of subscribers and a lot of hits. And that yes. fucking terrified me because yes, there are people out there who are willing to procreate for attention. Well, <clears throat> um. A video got posted either today or yesterday from uh, a a famous couple named, oh, a, a famous YouTuber at least named Micah Stauffer. Micah Stauffer. Micah Stauffer. I've never seen her before. Okay. Oh, but, it's, a woman? Uh, it's well, yeah, it's a couple. Okay. It's a couple, and uh, around about a year or so ago, they they um they did a very well reviewed um YouTube series, I guess, very popular YouTube series chronicling their process in adopting a child from china uh-huh. okay so they did all these videos and um 
recently, you know, they chronicled their trials and travails adopting this Chinese baby. And um, if you look at them, <clears throat> they're, here's a picture of them. Like, it's kind of what you would, ex- they look very much like they would, they're, uh, like they're going to get yeah. a, a tiny home as well. Like yeah, these yeah. kind of young, she's, yuppie Instagram model couple. Yeah, she, you know, she's got the big glasses. She's all got white background. Very professionally done hair. They're all very yeah. pretty. Yeah. So it's her, her husband, boyfriend, whatever he is, posted a, posted a video today called An Update on Our Family. <laughs> And uh, I killed them all. It's it's the <laughs> two of them in the bed and they're just like, hey, guys, we just wanted to thank you for how much privacy you've shown and uh, how much respect for our privacy you've shown and just say thank you. This is it starts with this is the hardest video we've ever had to make. Oh, good. And um, I don't know if they knew this going in. Sounds like they didn't. Turns out their little two year old YouTuber son. He's a supervillain. He has Brightburn. Kind of. He has autism. (laughs) And he they these are the words they used. They rehomed him. No. (laughs) Because he was Spurgy? I don't know. He was only two. I can't imagine he was. Jesus. They said, um, they said Man, that uh, says so much, doesn't it? They says, here's the quote. There's not an ounce of our body that doesn't love Huxley with all of our being. Huxley. There wasn't a minute that we didn't try our hardest. <laughs> <laughs> After multiple evaluations, numerous medical professionals felt that he needed a different fit and that with his medical me- medical needs, he needed more. Now, I'm I've sorry, known plenty no, of people no with medical, autism. <laughs> no medical professional says to parents adoptive or otherwise, yeah, you should probably give him up. No, give him to someone else. That's it's just never, not going to work, folks. That is never the first. No, what they figured is that, oh, right, we got a bit of a problem, child. Maybe he's got like trauma or something from <laughs> wherever he came from. Uh, that's not really going to fit in with our brand. Uh, we're we're kind of like a fun-loving, happy family here, and we don't want someone who's uh, troubled. He, he adds, the he adds. State, add, uh, the husband adds, for us, it's been really hard hearing from the medical professionals. A lot of their feedback has been really upsetting for us because it's not what we ever wanted to hear. <laughs> Which is, yeah, the kid's not going to be so good for clicks. Oh, I mean, it could be really good if you knew how to do it. You know, <laughs> they, they do a little bit of a Matchbox channel. challenge. Throw a bunch they of do, matches on the floor. Do a little bit of a, a pivot. Yeah, <laughs> it just becomes deeply exploited. I mean, that's true to that though. I think I think if if they were yeah. properly cynical, I mean, I don't know what's more cynical, like adopting a kid and then giving him up because he's he's not quite perfect, or adopting a kid and then exploiting his disability for views you know she says um do i feel like a failure as a mom 500 percent. but it's not about me at all but this it's not about me at all but this journey has been the last couple of months the hardest thing i could have imagined going to choosing to do well i think the operative word there is choose fucking bollocks i just don't i mean like it sounds like people who got a pet that they couldn't take care of yeah it's like my son found his forever home (laughs) yeah man like we we, look we got a dog that turns out to fucking suck right yeah me and my wife hate it like we hate having it but we have the responsibility there of of doing it and we're certainly not if we had to give him if we were going to give him up we certainly wouldn't try and make it a woe is me type story about he's in a better place and we did all we could but we couldn't ah fuck you man like you're adopting a kid Wait, 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 man. I'm reading it right now. (laughs) Okay, so, all right. So, at first, I was looking at um, 
So okay, sorry. So uh, I'm gonna read. I'm just reading from this article on NBC News. This made NBC News, by the way, like front page. Um, the couple has been posting videos since at least 2014, both on Micah's individual channel and their joint account, The Stalfer Life, which have more than 700,000 subscribers. That's not even that many. No, they're not that big. 700,000 subscribers and 300,000 subscribers, respectively. The staffers have four other children together, one of whom is from Micah's previously relationship other than Huxley. Those are all, and they all were click farms, basically. Yeah, but this one didn't quite work out. This one was defective. They announced that, that they were. Saying? They announced that they were planning to adopt a boy from China in a video from July 2016 yeah. titled "Big Announcement: mm-hmm. Baby Number Four. Mm-hmm. So, Dude. they produced about 30 videos chronicling the couple's adoption process. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had vaguely referred to Huxley's special needs in some of her videos, so she knew apparently when they were including him? one in which she advertised a fundraiser for her son. <gasps> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Not did, for autism. Well, no, no. Did they, did they, well, fundraiser for her son, but did they make any money off that? Uh, Where's I that can, money gone it's, now? It's now that they've through. given it's him a click through. China Adoption Journey Part 3 Huxley's Diagnosis. Uh, oh my God, dude. This rocks so hard. Okay, hang and on. It doesn't, so, bro, man. That's like a level it's of, grim, isn't that's it? That's a level of sickness. That, I'm taking that, you to the grim no, darkness. Look, look, look. We were talking about like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff earlier. You look at that, everyone more or less agrees, fuck that. That yeah. guy's scum, right? With people like this, I mean, they have a million subscribers collectively. And I guarantee you, there are lots of people who think, oh, that's totally fine. Good for them. Oh, that must have been really hard for them. They're on their side, I bet. I, I bet I'm, there are plenty of people who are not, but there are enough that will kind of normalize that kind of behavior, dude. And that is properly everything you just said about how, you know, they announced it, they did a whole vlog series about the adoption process, yeah. and then eventually just gave him up because, well, yeah, he's slightly defective at age two. Yeah. Now, look, I'm the parent of a one-year-old nearly, right? And at those ages, you have no idea what they're going to become. You have no idea what they're going to turn out to be like. Now, if what well, the terrible twos, right? You might have just been like a kind of tricky toddler. Well, they're okay. saying that they got medical professionals' guidance to give him up. No, I don't believe that for a second. I think I. I mean, there are any number of explanations I can think of, but all of them are pretty fucking horrible. Let Let's so let's look up because it actually does say what he has. Which I did not know that this was a thing. Uh, but it does say this. Um, Your son has been diagnosed with YouTube poison. <laughs> <laughs> he has YouTuber poison. They, uh, so here's what it says. It says... Uh, Get rid of him. The YouTuber first explicitly revealed the extent of his needs in an article she wrote for Parade last year. Oh, my God. Why is she getting saying a that, fucking article? Saying like, that Huxley was diagnosed with, quote, a stroke in utero has level three autism, a sensory processing disorder. So I didn't know that autism came in levels. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a spectrum. So uh, level three, according to the DSM-5, those at this level require very substantial t- support. In addition to a more severe lack of communication skills, people with level three autism also display repetitive or restrictive behaviors. It's the most severe level of autism. Now, again, I'm looking at this and I'm going... You know, I know a lot of people who have children with Down syndrome, children with yeah. autism, children or people who do have autism or whatever. It's 
They don't. Uh, they don't usually recommend rehoming. I've never heard of that. Before. No, I haven't heard of any medical professional recommending rehoming. But also, look, I get it. If you have a kid and it turns out to be far more than you bargained for in terms of like special needs, I understand giving it up for adoption. I think that's actually probably sometimes the best thing to do. And honestly, in this case. I think that kid probably will benefit from not having some fucking narcissist YouTube vlogger parents, especially if he does have special needs. But what really bothers me about it is, well, first of all, you're making it sound like they knew they were adopting a special needs kid. Or something. He had uh, a stroke in YouTube. Yes, here's what they said about so, it in fact, when they found out. They said, at first, we couldn't wrap our heads around special needs adoption. We would just say, no, we can't handle all that. We just want a simple adoption. But as we let the idea soak in, God softened our hearts. Oh, God's involved. Before we, <laughs> that's good. Before the same God that gave it. you a special need kid in but the first place. Before we yeah. knew it, we were open to almost every special needs in the book. <laughs> she and her husband were almost. criticized on social just, media. Just not level three autism. <laughs> so it says, according to the article, she and her husband were criticized on social media with hashtag cancel Micah Stauffer trending on social media shortly after... The announcement. Uh, this is what someone wrote on what's today, the twenty sixth, oh the twenty eighth. So I guess this happened two days ago. Uh-huh. Someone tweeted. This is the art. The tweet clipped in the article. Micah Stauffer really just gave her kid away because adoption wasn't a dreamy aesthetic journey like she thought it would be. These IG moms are another level of gross. <laughs> well, that's hard from to, hard that's to disagree. From vroom, vroom but, mad. Hard to disagree, but then again, there are two sides to it too. Because I, I, what I do. What if he was annoying? No, what I do agree (laughs) with is that if they are the kind of people they are, and they adopt as a kid that has special needs, I don't think that that is probably the best environment for him to be in. I think he probably does deserve a better uh, an environment of parents who know what they're dealing with and are prepared to do it. So on the one hand, yes, that was probably the right decision. On the other hand, what I don't like is the way that they're making it seem like it was a big sacrifice that they had to make, and well, that it's all as woe as them. You know, dude, that's not the case at all. You know, you try, you got your, you got your fucking attention, you got your money. It sounds like you got a fucking fundraiser going for it, and now you're now you're giving it up and you're asking for sympathy for that. It's like no, that can fuck off. But on the other hand, these people who are like, no, if you have it, you should keep it. I'm not sure about that either. Well, I would say. There is a there is something to be said for if you have it, you should keep it. It's your kid, adopted, and adopted. I, you know that's a slightly true, different. But no, the <laughs> people who had it gave it away for adoption, right? So what I'm saying is the the people who got it should yeah. have been prepared to deal with that, and if they're not, then it shouldn't be with them. There's no the, when it comes to fucking raising anything, including animals. There's no real principle of like, well, just because I have it now, I should definitely do it. No, if you're not the best person, if you can't give it the best life that it, it can get, then you probably shouldn't be raising it. Well, and theoretically, I would say the same thing, you can say that about anybody, though. Like, the best, yeah. there's only one person, at the end of that logical sequence, there's only one oh, person who can give on, it the... Dude. Within reason. Within but I'm reason. Like, but I'm, what I'm, I'm talking saying about, is like... Jesus what, Christ. What I'm saying is like, I would say that if they said, hey, you know what, as YouTubers for a living, uh, you probably don't provide the most hospitable environment. If they gave a shit about this kid for anything other than clicks, they would probably be like, oh, maybe it's time to pivot careers. Maybe it's time to, or at least pivot no, but in they some don't. way. They don't. Right, so of course, I'm so that's perfectly what I'm saying. happy yeah. with them not having that kid anymore. Oh, sure. That's what I mean. I agree mean. with that. I think the kid's probably better off in the long run. That's definitely. what I mean. Yeah. And ultimately, oh, yeah. that's what the end goal should be. Well, even if agree, they had to go through yeah. this ridiculous fucking YouTube charade in order to get there. 
Well, um, yeah. So we both agree the kid is probably better. Probably off. better off. Yeah. I mean, I would think that biological kids are probably better off if they got adopted out too. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe that may very well be true. Yeah. Minnie noted that they no longer felt comfortable accepting parenting advice from Stoffer and would be but boycotting def- yeah. her channel. But also, these people, the people who are like, "Well, I've now decided to boycott them." It's like you should have boycotted them from the first video you saw of them. By the sounds of it. Grant, I haven't seen any of their specific videos, but I know the type of, you know, I know the type of YouTube family that we're talking about. And if you were ever accepting parenting advice from them, then you were a fucking, you shouldn't have kids either. Oh, Honestly. I'm not even, I'm not even correct, by the way. I had a fact wrong. Oh, great. Apparently, it's not uh, that he's autism. It's just that he was Chinese, they found. No, I'm just, no, 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 no. the thing I had wrong was. Uh, we thought he was made in China, not Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, apparently what it was is uh, they rehomed him not at two years old, but two years after adopting him. Mm-hmm. So who knows how old he was? But right, they had him for they kept him for two years, and uh-huh. then we're like, mm. well, I don't know. Maybe they they expended all the clips they could get out of him, and yeah, then exactly that's cuts him off. That's the life cycle of a of a YouTube channel. Yeah, no, I've I've seen people do that with pets. You know, they they get a pet, they think it's awesome, they take all the Instagram photos, and when that starts drying up, no, I've seen people do that with kids too. I, I know I know people who are very much, you know, they, they like the attention that having a kid gets you. But yeah. then once that attention starts falling away, then they're just stuck with a fucking shitty kid because kids are shitty almost by nature. You know, they suck. It's really hard to deal with them. I, I, uh, I know this person who does it with pets. It's like this person is exactly what you would think about when you think of kind of an L.A. actor just constantly branding, taking photos, headshots, all this. Uh-huh. Gets, a, gets a hedgehog, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, branding it, Instagram for it, all this, right? Has the hedgehog for maybe nine months. Uh-huh. Gets a puppy, super tiny, little cute, right, like brandable right, right. puppy, brands the puppy. Doesn't even change the inst- original Instagram to be like blank and blank. Just to- that hedgehog might be dead for all. You see it <laughs> pop up occasionally, like in the background, you'll see it in a cage. No, it's like kids with toys. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really is. But and on, I'm kind of conflicted because on the one hand, I'm like, even though it's horrible to hear about things like that, you know, like that parent getting rid of their kid. Mm-hmm. At the on the other hand, I'm like, well, yeah, good. That, that kid probably would do better from being in a <laughs> yeah. family. If a parent, if a parent of a child or an owner of a pet is at the point where they want to get rid of them, then they should. Yeah, you know, I understand that. I say, I say, bless you, Huxley. I say, <laughs> like. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, look, like you dodged a bullet. Hey, dude, they left their mark on him, and you know what? They're probably because they left their name on him. I'm assuming that not his Chinese parents gave him the name Huxley, right? <laughs> you know, uh, so they've left their mark on him, and he's now at least nationally famous to some degree. And in a few years, you know, maybe I, I, I don't know what the law is exactly, but I think in about ten or fifteen years, he'll probably be able to. Uh, reach out and contact them or they'll be able to reach out and contact him and that will be another video in and of itself. <laughs> I hope. Please yeah, tell me yeah. they're not still making videos in Oh, they're planning. Years. They're planning. They're planning they're for like, the future. This is a career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do, they do. They schedule their lives around it. Uh, again, just going from the, uh, I think, five or six YouTube families that I looked at in fairly, mm-hmm. <laughs> fairly good detail. Yeah, they plan their entire, not only their days and their weeks around it, they plan their lives around it. They well, plan, I mean, I get it. Like, where are we going to be in one year from now and how is that going to improve our channel? It's, That's literally all they think about. The and YouTube raising, family thing is really great. And they're almost always homeschooled. The kids oh, are almost yeah. all, And you think, look, homeschooling is one of those things where it's, like, it's great in theory, terrible in practice, right? Because the only people who tend to actually do it 
are, you know, fucking like snake wielding new age anti-vaxxers, you know, uh, yeah. which is a real shame because then you see the kids and the kids grow up fucked quite often. But then there are other kids, there are other things to say where like, you know, for instance, I'm dealing with the American school system right now via my eight-year-old stepson who's in second grade. And it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's worse than the UK one. And I didn't think the UK one was very good either. So I do think there are benefits to homeschooling, for sure. I think it's actually probably a really good thing to do. problem is most people don't have time to do it properly. Or if they do, they're so abhorrent that they're essentially <laughs> going to ruin that kid's life far more than they would if they just sent him off to the shitty school system you know yeah but anyway i'm not gonna get into parenting chat here but yeah fuck well those, get ready fuck those people and fuck every youtube vlogger family you're, you're a bunch of fucking seething narcissists well speaking of parenting i i had another recent encounter you know sometimes. you got a kid yep you got one a kid too? now yep. oh fuck yeah right. yeah, yeah, yeah play it here we you go trade yeah we'll just <laughs> toss them back and forth every couple weeks make a youtube series about it right 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 i had to rehome sean's kid <laughs> without his permission i rehomed my kid and i took max's in <laughs> she was bothering me for the week that i had her for yeah, the youtube was, series so i rehomed she got a little her. fussy one night so i rehomed her and took in max's one and now max's one is just obsessed with cheez it's and i'm gonna take my one back because it's actually preferable but until the next time she acts up yeah yeah. Uh, well, so I'll say, I'll say this. You know, sometimes you um, this is getting into more of a per. It's getting away from the topical into the personal. Um, I I I live in an apartment complex, and it's an interesting complex because it is a complex of individually owned condos, right? Um, so there's there's an HOA, but there's not a, a centralized authority as such. What's interesting is we do have centralized things like communal washing machines and stuff like that but everyone yeah. owns their own unit and they're free to do whatever they want with their unit okay well well you rent yours from the owner but yes yes right. correct um but what's interesting about it is there's a unit two doors down from mine unit 731 <laughs> and i don't know what goes on in there <laughs> well i i don't i don't get the joke you know, unit seven three uh, one, the Japanese. Oh, uh, this is like the seventeenth time you've had to tell me what that thing is called. <laughs> yeah, yeah guys, look up unit seven three one if you want to get that joke. If you want to know what's happening, in Max's fucking complex. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there is a unit down. Uh, down it goes from one mine. two three seven three one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about him on the podcast before, but I got this neighbor, Meth Head Marvin. I don't know what his real name is. I well, I do know. I do know before, now. Yeah. Actually, I've mentioned Meth Head Marvin. I think you have. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvin, Marvin, I've interacted with him because my unit is one and his is 11 one of the first interactions i had with him was i got an amazon thing saying that my package was delivered and i looked at how the address was written and it was like oh they wrote one on both the first address line and the second address line so it probably printed as 11 right um so it probably got delivered to 11 so i've seen marvin out and about before you'll see him at three in the morning sweaty raking leaves that aren't there uh, he's he's an he's an intriguing guy. He uh, he actually one of our one of our parking spots that belongs to him. They're numbered. His doesn't have a car. It just has a big mysterious mysterious storage unit mm -hmm. that he kind of goes in and out of. So it's clear he's involved in drugs, selling drugs, whatever's going on there, right? Um, I go over to Marvin's door and um, he's just got his security door closed, so you can kind of see out of those, but you can't see in them. 
But when they're closed, you just assume that the door behind them, the wooden door, is also closed. And so I was sitting there, and I'm standing there kind of bracing myself to knock because this guy scares the shit out of me. (laughs) And I lift my arm up, and before my hand reaches his screen door, I just hear his voice less than six inches away from me on the other side of the metal door go, what's up, man? <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, oh, hey, uh, hey, Mar- um, you know, um, did you did you get a package there? He goes, what's your name? And I was like, I say my name. And he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you came and got this. I'm glad this was you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he just opens the door and just hands it out to me. Right. So this is the kind of the guy he is. Now, I also mentioned on the podcast that he recently had someone with a bleeding back of the head show up in front of his door. Oh, that was in front of his door? It was in front of his door. Now, it's interesting that some twacked out person bleeding out of the back of his head knew to go (laughs) to that door. (laughs) Maybe he's running like like an underground surgery in that store. Something's going on. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing that's going on is apparently poor Marvin was... uh, was robbed he recently. Was, I thought you were about to say he was adopted out by a YouTuber family. <laughs> yeah, he he's their new project. He was kind of trouble. The medical professionals told us to adopt Method Marvin out <laughs> to. Uh... So two days ago, he was he was uh, well. He wasn't robbed two days ago, but I we did get a letter, and um, it's I'll read the letter to you in full, and you could tell me what you make of all this. Okay. So we got a letter. It says regarding a break in to Unit Eleven. Marvin's apartment. This information is to all owners of the blank address complex from the owners of Own It 11 and not from the Board of Governors HOA. We want to pass on this information so you will be aware of what happened to our Unit 11 owned by his parents' names, which is who owns it, uh-huh. and Methhead Marvin. Our Unit 11 was broken into, Marvin lives in the unit, during the night in early April. The metal security screen was bent back, damaged, and the lock was broken. Then the heavy oak front door and lock were hacked through to gain entrance. Although we cannot give details during the pending police investigation, you should know that it allegedly involves a tenant also living in our complex. Uh-huh. <laughs> so someone apparently broke into poor Marvin's place <laughs> who also lives there. Now, this is a there are 12 units in the whole complex. So the suspect list is like Agatha Christie level. Right, like we could yeah. all fit in a banquet room. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who the Poirot is for this one, but I have another there's another guy who just moved in who's also always out with bug eyes, sunken eyes. And I've seen those two chatting, and it makes me wonder if there was a little disagreement going on there. Perhaps. Uh. So they all they continue. Please be extra careful and mindful of your property, and call the police if you see or hear anything suspicious. New paragraph. Also, please be careful of anyone asking to borrow money. <laughs> okay, I don't lend money to my neighbors very often anyway, so I don't know what that has to do with anything. But then it goes on. Also, next sentence is another also. <laughs> also, disregard any rumors you may have heard about Marvin as this gossip oh, really? has been as this gossip has been bantered about to redirect guilt from the alleged person responsible and involved in the burglary. Interesting. <laughs> so there's a Wait, s- is it you? No, Are you the one doing the burglary? Because you're the only one I've heard gossiping about Marvin. <laughs> no one else from your complex has come on the podcast to We should get him on. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm very intrigued by that element of it because one, I have not heard any gossip being quote unquote bantered about. But I also make it a clear point. They said the word banter. They said banter, That's not great. bandied. Yeah, they said bantered about. <laughs> bantered about. Yeah, the gossip has been bantered about. Please well, it's delete. being bantered about right now. <laughs> Please disregard any memes you might have received 
about Marvin's complicity. <laughs> Bar on the top text borrows money, frames you for breaking. <laughs> Scumbag Steve, whatever the fuck. <laughs> With his face over it. Yeah, uh, the owners of Unit 11, blank, blank, and Marvin, will discuss what happened in detail with the owner of the unit when the ele- where the alleged suspect and tenant lives. Now, I don't know if it is me. I know that I didn't do it. I don't know if I'm the suspect on their mind because Marvin has a bad history with trying to snitch me out to my landlord. Have I told you about this? Uh, I think you have, but I don't know. If, yeah, I don't think you put it on here. Marvin thinks I'm trouble. Yeah, because my uh, I'm friends with the former tenant beforehand, right? And uh, I guess that guy must have been a, a superb neighbor and was always out with Marvin getting him hugs and raking leaves with him <laughs> at three in the morning or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Marvin will call up my former, the former tenant who he, I think he thinks owns the unit um, and will be like, I don't know about that guy. There's one of them like where it's like a, it's Marvin clearly out in public, like wandering around while he's on the phone because like you hear cars in the background and stuff. Wait, what do you mean? You've heard this? Yeah, because I'm friends with the tenant, so he played the voicemail for oh, me. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was like, you check this out. Like <laughs> Marvin's <laughs> suspicious of you. <laughs> and so he goes, he goes, I don't know. I don't know, man. You, you got to be careful. I know he's your friend, but I had friends in prison and. They aren't my friends anymore. <laughs> he goes, He's got people coming in and out. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he lives there. Was, was oh this uh, during the Wolseley time? I don't think it was, actually. No, no. It was, I think it might have been prior. This has been a long-standing acrimonious relationship between me and Marvin. Interesting. Where he's like, his screen door is open, and I can see that his curtains are bad when I look in the window. <laughs> The smell of cheeses. <laughs> yeah, he's he's out. suspicious of me. Yeah, this no. guy who, I mean, one time I saw him out on his front lawn. He had like cleared out the inside of his home. So there's like a, a toilet on the front lawn, rugs rolled up and all this. And he's just pacing like a caged animal in front of his door. <laughs> and I'm the I'm the fishy one. You're the dodgy one. Man. So yeah. if there was a break-in, I do wonder if he's like, Going to the former tenant, he's like, I remember when I told him to give you that T-shirt and he didn't give it to you. <laughs> uh, so you think you might be in the firing line? That they wouldn't have sent you the email if that was the case. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, but I've also been bantering rumors about Marvin. I don't know how they would know that. <laughs> They're big fans of the podcast. <laughs> That's who those other mystery. Well, we do have. Are. Yeah, we do have. Uh, there are about. I can account for about ten to fifteen listeners of this podcast in mm-hmm. total. And that's including people who came up to me and said they've been listening. With well, I was like, really? I, I didn't yeah. know I even knew about it. Other than that, I don't know. We have like who an average of people? about yeah. 30, 35 other people who I have no idea who the fuck they are. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> your entire HOA is one of them. <laughs> your, <laughs> your entire complex is listening in and going, oh, what's he going to say this week? Yeah. But in order to get to that stuff, they've had to listen through many, many. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> I know he's going to talk about me. Well, I scrolled through about. They said also, this, they I said, don't agree with him on fucking. They, <laughs> <laughs> I think Joker was good. Pendulette's awesome. <laughs> he's an atheist who's also magic. <laughs> the magic atheist. Fancy that. Yeah. I, uh, I did go on. When this letter came out, I went on the Nextdoor app to see if people were having a war on there. Okay. Nextdoor app is, well, like a neighborhood watch type thing? Yeah. It's basically Facebook for just the people in like one within one mile of you. 
I see. In your neighborhood. So it's supposed to be like a neighborhood bulletin board, basically. Uh But, of course, you can go on there with a fake name. You can say you live in a neighborhood. You don't. It's completely awesome. And so I'm Pendulat, and I've just bought a property here. <laughs> people, right now, the big cause that I'm seeing is people trying to uh, organize a militia to get people to stop setting off fireworks. Uh-huh. They're like, we should, we should get together, power in numbers, and next time we see the fireworks in the sky, we should go to. Isn't that kind of code for let's get rid of the Mexicans from our neighborhood? I mean, yeah, but it's a. I'm thinking mean, about where you live. I'm like, it's got to be the only 10 white people in the neighborhood. That's that, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like there are small a problems with group. many neighborhoods except for ones where they're like, hmm, well, what, what do these people do that's maybe illegal? Or yeah, exactly. Illegal yeah, or... and they're talking about like rolling up on them neighborhood watch style. <laughs> well, prepare yourself for a lot more fucking NoHo Karens. Oh, it's yeah. Like videos the, the no coming out. Yeah. I mean, we got, yeah, I was just... I was just walking in my neighborhood recently. As you know, I walk all around all at night and like a freak. You keep mentioning that. I don't, I don't know who you're trying to signal to, but <laughs> for those of you listening, I've been walking on <laughs> If this you want to find me, uh, you can find me walking around this particular block in North Hollywood at night, usually after yeah. 9 p.m. Yep, yep, very true. And uh, I was walking and a pit bull off its leash came up and started barking at me and jumping up and snapping at the air. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> Loving this neighborhood more every day. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. They're <laughs> no. good dogs. Pitbulls are great. They're heckin' good boys. Yeah. <laughs> and they just he probably just wanted me to boop his snoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that was going on. I mean, that is the thing. Because, I, yeah, I, I started to get into, like, the Pitbull conspiracies based yeah. on Professor Chuck Dole and how much <laughs> yeah. she seemed to hate them. Yeah, he But then when them. we ended up getting, like, we have one who is presumably some kind of Pitbull mix. Yeah, yeah. And then when we were when we were having a kid, I was like, okay, well, should I look up if he's even good? Because he's fucking sketchy around most people anyway. Yeah. So I was like, well, how is he going to be around a kid? I started looking up, and yeah, it turns out pit bulls are fucking dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compare, and everyone goes says something to the effect of any dog can be dangerous. You know, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter whether what breed they are. Pit bulls are just bigger and scarier. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's the point. If a chihuahua fucking goes mental, yeah, it's not going to. Yeah. yeah, you flick it away. You can get infected with a bite, but. If they have, That's ra- not if they the, have rabies, yeah, or yeah, if they have something else. Like, but, but yeah, you you don't want to. Nah, pitbulls like there's a reason they. I think they're banned in the UK and yeah, Canada. It's not because they're not cute. What you guys it's... love talking about how much more advanced Canada is. <laughs> yeah, no, I think let's they banned, catch up to them. I think they ban pitbulls in a lot of places. Justin yeah. Trudeau wearing his funny socks. He's like, I fu- <laughs> in blackface. He's like, I fucking hate pitbulls. Canada's <laughs> the biggest load of shit because. I mean, look, my, my mate Ash was threatening me. He lives in Canada. He's, he's a naturalized Canadian now. Yeah, what do you think you of that? I'll say this, though. Um, yeah, this pit bull, it, it was actually a lot like your dog. Or I don't think that it would have actually attacked me, maybe. Uh, maybe. I, th- there was a lady near-ish by who was yelling to it that it was like just completely disregarding. <laughs> Bruno, uh, come back here. I had to like use... like uh, it, I felt so stupid because I was like... I was like making my shoulders broad and being like, hey, every time it jumped up, trying to like shout it down, right, right. which is what you're supposed to do. But I felt very dumb yelling at a dog <laughs> in the street. <laughs> hey, yeah. stop. And it, and, but it, see, I mean, like, who knows? It might have saved my life because at first I was like, uh oh, what's that dog doing over there? As I'm, because I'm kind of <laughs> walking toward it on my path and I'm like, that dog's getting bigger. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> or am I getting closer? Yeah. I'm like, that dog is, that dog is. 
The dog is not, is that dog on a leash? Why is there no owner around? And I'm like, well, okay, stray dogs are never a good thing. Uh, stray pit bulls are even less of a good thing. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just wandering around. And, you know, we're on neutral territory, so it's not going to attack me. And then it starts like it, it catches me. And I'm like, uh oh. And then it gives me a little bark. And I'm like, okay. And then it runs up on me. First time it's ever, ha- I've avoided dogs before. Like, I remember one time I was walking down the street and in, like, like fucking The Exorcist, like, silhouetted in foggy lamplight, I saw a Rottweiler. And I just turned around and walked the other fucking way. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Walking alone, was, you was... saw a Rottweiler unattended. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was unattended. That was probably an omen of some kind. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I walked the fuck away from it. <laughs> How does this shit happen to you, man? I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was like silhouetted in like fog and light because it was winter, I remember. So it was kind of... <laughs> now is the winter basketball. of our discontent. <laughs> Christ, man. All right. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. Are you getting hungry? I could eat. All right. Yeah, let's take a break there. 